Hi, I'm Daniela Stockflip Menis. Welcome to my podcast, because everyone has a story, the place to give ordinary people's stories the chance to be shared and preserved. Or stories become the language of connections. Let's enjoy it, connect and relate, because everyone has a story. For today, my guest is Rodrigo Vela the owner of Vancouver's Maisal Restaurant. I was following Rodrigo on Instagram as he posts incredible videos of his delicious dishes. Eventually, I decided to invite him as a guest on my show. Little did I know that we already knew each other. You will find out how about halfway through the conversation that follows. Rodrigo and his wife, Nana, opened this restaurant four years ago. Reviews frequently claim it served the best and most authentic Mexican street food. I hope you enjoy Rodrigo's story. And please, please, when you're in Vancouver, stop by myself. Make sure you tell them you came via Daniela's Bihas podcast. Enjoy it. Bienvenido, Rodrigo. Welcome. Hi, Daniela. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. I am very excited that you're here today, too. I usually start with telling people, how do we know each other? We really don't know each other at all. It happens that I got your videos on Instagram about the delicious food because you own a restaurant in Vancouver. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's correct. Uh, my name is Rodrigo Vela Posadas, chef and owner of Maisal, a Mexican restaurant here in Vancouver, BC. We have had that uh, restaurant for the last four years. And I think that's that's the way we, we connect so far just through messages, but really happy to, to get to know you and to know what you do as well. Yes. And then that's how I started to see these amazing videos that you post on Instagram. The food looks delicious. I thought, well, it would be great to have Rodrigo in the podcast. I want to know your stories, how everything started. How did you decide to open this restaurant? I think it's uh, really interesting. I really like the, the concept that you have because that's true. Like everybody... We don't know everybody's story, but for sure everybody has a story to tell. I originally from from Mexico City, so live in Mexico for about 26 years of my life. I think that's really really what impacted me. Just living in Mexico City is a very big city. It's also beautiful, and there's a lot of history, and there is amazing food. So I think that's where all my curiosity and, and love for food started. But what you, your abuelita, your mom, your grandmother, they used to cook. How was it that you learned the love for food? So of course, uh, family was uh, very important. In both sides of my family, we have big families. Like my, my on my dad's side, 10 brothers and sisters. Same on my mom's size is like a five. So every party, you know, just like a birthday parties or anniversaries were like 25, 30 people plus. <laughs> so there was always food around, you know, everybody trying to show off their best dishes. So that's where I get this passion for, for cooking and, you know, just to see my my mother and my, my grandmother cooking lead that interest for, for food. Do you have siblings? Are they interested in cooking? I have a sister. She's really good cook. She's not professional, but uh, she she also, you know, we learn it from from the family. It's something that we hear it from from our family. She lives in in France. So yeah, she also get to to experience some other type of cuisines, and she, she's also into cooking, but she she's not dedicated to it. Uh huh. And so so what happened? You were in Mexico for twenty six years, and then all my my life I was attached to the kitchen and with my mom and 
eventually I, I thought that it was something I could do for, for a living. So I decided to, to enroll into a culinary school in Mexico. I attended a program for like four years. So once I finished the program, I was thinking to, to go to France because that's something that really attract me. I, I always wanted to go to, to Europe, take some courses and maybe start a career there. Before going to France, I, I decided to go to, to Montreal because I also like Canada. I, I went many times before when I was uh, a kid and a, and a teenager. So I decided to, to go to Montreal, but didn't I know that that was going to change uh, my whole life? And Rodrigo, so you, you, you learned French in Mexico. So I was taking courses at, at the university. I didn't have that level to, to go to France and, and, and learn all these courses. So that's why I decided to take a French course before I go to, to Europe. And I decided for Montreal. Uh -huh. So you arrived in Montreal and how was that cultural shock? Yeah, it was very, very interesting for me just to... I, was, I, I went to, Mont to Toronto before, but I was never in, in Montreal. I really love it. I, I like the mixture of cultures and modern but new city and i really enjoyed my time there i spent about eight months there is where i met nana who is uh, my wife now that changed all our plans so at, at that point i was i was planning to go to france but then i met her and we decided to go back to mexico spend some time in mexico the destiny uh, took us to to vancouver from just talking to you before that nana is not canadian no no that's right so we were both students She's from Japan. She was taking English. I was taking, taking French. But we were at the same school. And actually, a good friend of us, she introduced us. They start all from there. So imagine that amazing combination of cultures and food as well. Yes, yes. And, and that's something that we, we really share. Nana, she's, she's not, a, not a cook. She, she's a cosmetologist and she specializes in her stylists and, and, and all these treatments for, for the skin. She has a passion also for food. She put all that aside and now uh, we, we run together this restaurant and she's a huge part of, of the success now of the restaurant. You met and then you went back to Mexico together. She was supposed to go back to Japan. I was supposed to go back to Mexico. And we say, okay, what, what are the options now? So one was to go together to, to France. Not the, not the best for, for the interest of both. We say, okay, let's, let's go to Mexico, figure things out, see where we want to go. At some point, we, we decided that Canada and especially Vancouver was like a middle ground for both of us because it was close to Mexico and it was close to Japan as well. We try and we, we just took a plane, <laughs> take our uh, uh, luggage and, and come to Vancouver to start a, a life here. And how long ago? We came to Vancouver in 2009. So it was right, be right before the, the Olympic Games. How did you decide to have the idea about a restaurant? Back in Mexico, I was uh, working in different types of restaurants. I worked as a chef in, uh, in a French bistro. I worked in a Spanish restaurant, in a Mediterranean uh, restaurant. So when we moved to Canada, I, was I started applying for, for restaurants. And I had the luck to, to find an Italian restaurant at the time. They really took me under their wing and they really helped me to fulfill my, my dream to come to, to Canada. They support me with all the documentation and all the paperwork. They gave me the job offer and I, I came over to Canada to work for this company. A, an Italian restaurant here? Yes, called Shue. 
well, when I came, there was just one location. Now they have about six or seven locations in, in downtown. And it's like a Roman, Roman inspired. Uh, they have a coffee shop. They have a catering. So it was really interesting for me because they really trust me. So I came as a barista, but I ended up uh, managing three of their restaurants. And it was a great experience for me because that, it gave me that other side of the, the business that I didn't have. I always knew that the back of the house, which it was the kitchen and the cooking, but never really have the opportunity to see the front of the house and deal with customers and, and managing and care of the whole operation of the restaurant. And they really trust me and, uh, and help me to get where, where I am right now. So, Rodrigo, and I am going to tell you how we know each other. I used to go to Chue, and I used to see this very, very, very nice person whose name was Rodrigo. And I'm like, oh, hola, Rodrigo. And you always were so kind and so friendly. <laughs> so we know each other. <laughs> okay. I know. And I, when I saw you in the camera before we start recording, oh, my God, I, he looks familiar. Familiar. <laughs> Okay, that was me. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yes, it was. A, it was a nice place. Still open some of the locations, right? Yes, they still open, but the whole uh, ownership changed. Oh, I see. Too. Uh, they still have the the same concept and and the Roman inspired pizza, and I think it was back in the time was was a very unique concept. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. I enjoyed my visits there. I used to meet friends always in Chueb because I don't know. It was just the the, the coolest place to be. And also you were there. And every time I saw you were always so friendly. So what a small world release. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. So then uh, you stopped working for Shue and what happened? Then after Shue, I always have this thing of owning my own restaurant. Actually, when I was in Mexico, I had my catering company, which I just had it for about a year before coming to Canada. I always have this thing of owning my own place and doing things <laughs> my way and being creative. Uh, so after Shue, I decided to go, go for it and try to do my, my own uh, restaurant. When I, when I left Shrey, I went for a trip with my wife to Japan. We spent about a month. It was shocking for me because I saw so many... We're used to the, the traditional Japanese food here. And there is great Japanese food in, in Vancouver. But when I went to Japan, I saw the, all these concepts that I haven't seen in Vancouver. So my first idea was to bring one of those concepts here. I was about to go to Japan to take a... The training. I was I was planning to do a udon store, which is very popular in, in Japan. And my wife was the one that convinced me not to do it. She she was like, you know, it's it's a good idea, but it's the first business that you have. You should try something where you feel comfortable. You're more knowledgeable. She was the one that encouraged me to to do something Mexican. We we changed the whole concept. We started focusing now on Mexican uh, recipes and Mexican dishes. She's the one that gave me that focus to to come up with this my style concept. I tried to open my restaurant, but it was it was hard because it took me a long time just to find location and everything. So I took another job in Chipotle, and I work for Chipotle. Another amazing experience. I get to know a lot of people and also I become a manager of one of their stores in Metrotown. But that was like a huge company. So it was a completely different experience, but also a great experience for me. That sounds super interesting. Great supporter that you have as a wife. Yes, yes. I think uh, we, we, we have a very good 
team and, and you know she she helps me to have a or a different perspective on, on things and I think that's what a, a great team does. Ben, what about the culture differences? It was uh, difficult at the beginning. Not difficult, but it was different because we come from different backgrounds. But it's part of knowing each other and adapting. And it's part of being a, a couple too, right? Just trying to understand where the other person is coming from. I think over the years we have overcome these cultural barriers that sometimes we can have. And one of the things that, that make it easier is that when we went to Mexico, she learned Spanish. She's, she's really fluent in Spanish. Now we don't have, at the beginning, we communicate in English. So it was it was not her language. It was not my language. So we kind of, the communication on, on, on the translation, right? Since she speaks Spanish, that make it easier for me too. Yes, because imagine Latin people were so loud and we want to talk and, and Japanese people are more reserved. She must be annoyed when you go and see your family and she's like, oh my God, all these people don't stop talking. Oh yeah, no, it was for sure a shock for her to come to Mexico because Japanese are not used to hug or kiss or... Mm-hmm. When, when she arrived, everybody went straight to kiss her and hug her and she was like, what's going on? <laughs> Being in Mexico also changed the way that she view things. Traveling opened your eyes and opened your, your way to, to see of course. life and culture. Exactly. I, I heard no long ago from a, a doctor that he said that what made him more empathetic was the fact that he got to travel and see different cultures. And it's true. When you learn different cultures, you understand people better. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And, and that's one of the things that we love from Vancouver, that it's so multicultural and then you, you can get to experience and, and get to know people from all over the, the world and and different, learn from different cultures so i really i really love that and, and i really like my daughters to grow up in, in a place like this how old are they we have two daughters uh, andrea and Jimena. so they're teenagers okay wow uh-huh in the household, what do you speak? Well, Spanish and mixed with Japanese. It's amazing. So you have all that great experience from Shue and Chipotle, and then you decided, well, I'm going to open a Japanese restaurant, but then Nana says, no, maybe better to be Mexican, and then? And then, well, we came up with this concept. We we put all, all these ideas together, and work on all the recipes and you know we want to make sure that if we do something mexican we try to do it the, the best of our abilities and bring the, the best ingredients and doing everything from scratch so i say okay we're gonna do it we have to do tortillas nobody does tortillas uh, fresh here and you know if we're gonna have tacos we're gonna do everything fresh that was a challenge because it's not easy. It takes takes time. It's 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 difficult, but um, I think at the end, the, it's it's what it makes us different from from the others. What is the what is the concept exactly? So the concept is uh, well, the name is my sal. My sal means cornfield. What I want to show in, in in my restaurant it was uh, the versatility that corn has. Corn corn is one, or I will say, the main ingredient of the Mexican cuisine. We just want to make real uh, Mexican food, like using the, the fresh ingredients, the real Mexican ingredients, and showcasing the corn because at the end, that's 
the main ingredient for us. So we, we showcase that ingredient in different ways. That element is playing 90% of our dishes in some form. Sometimes it's as a, as a tortilla or it's as a sope or is as a thickener for our soups. So, but we try to incorporate it just to add that flavor that is for us is very warming and, uh, and that it really represents what Mexican cookie is all about. And you have the whole family helping you? So right now it's my Nana and I, and we have a, a great team. Uh, but when we open, I have my, my, my daughters also helping on the weekends to make them part of, of the experience. Now they are growing and they decide to, to get a job in some other places, which is great, but they have the experience that they work with us. But it was at some point pretty much the family, and I really enjoy that time because there is nothing better than, than be with your family and, and make this project all together. Yes, that's true. And then you said that you always liked to have your things, to do it your way. So now you have this restaurant. What do you see this taking it in the future? Well, it's, it's been very interesting because I had a concept from the beginning, but things are not always the way you, you wanted to go, especially when you have customers, you have to listen to them. And the concept from the beginning has changed, trying to fulfill what our customers want. That's what I love about the restaurant, that I get to experiment and try new things and have our customers to give us some feedback. We, we have changed over the years. I think right now we have, after four years, we have the, the concept that people really, really like. So uh, it's more compact. We know, we, we understand now what people like and what they want from us. It was a process that took about three years just to get to know the, the market and understand what, what people really want. So now I have the concept and we're planning to open a, a second location next year. And has the concept changed? I mean, it hasn't changed a lot, but I have been adding things or taking off things so by, by listening. Sometimes that happens a lot in, in, the, in the restaurant industry. Owners get focus on what they want and and that's all what they're going to do right they they don't they don't, sometimes they, they don't like to listen i think for us it was important to to listen what the people was trying to tell us you cannot please everybody but we tried as much as we can mm -hmm. okay and so you still you know having a, your own restaurant is a lot of work any regrets or anything that you think wish it was different is a lot of work is is uh, exhausting sometimes <laughs> but i really enjoy it right now if i think when was my last day off i don't recall <laughs> because i'm seven days a week but i don't see it as a job i i like to manage my time and i when i have to put 12 hours i put 12 hours when i have to put two or three hours a day i do it i like the the freedom that it gives me sometimes have time to focus on my family as well So I think it, it has good and not so good things, but I have no regrets. I really like my life the way it is right now. I learned delegate because at the beginning you try to wear all these hats and try to do all these things, but you realize that, that you cannot do it. You're going to burn out. I learned what I'm good at <laughs> and I learned what I have to, to pass it on, on somebody else just to, to make sure that I can see the, the, the whole picture of the business. Excellent. That's good lessons. You're a good learner for sure. <laughs> And Rodrigo, what is your favorite dish? Hmm. My favorite dish, I like everything, but the most popular is the 
the flautas, like the chicken flautas. Oh, really? <laughs> Do you know flautas? Yes, and, and I have a little story about that. When when I, I was like 10 years old and there was a very good restaurant, Mexican restaurant in Caracas, in Venezuela, where I grew okay. up. And so my parents went to the restaurant and they said, uh, I brought you a flauta. And of course, I didn't think that that was a dish. I thought it was an instrument because flauta is a flute. So I was so excited that I had a flauta. <laughs> And I couldn't find it until they told me it was in the refrigerator. I was so disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) But I tried it and it was really, really delicious. So I haven't heard that. It's not very common to find a a flauta here. No, I think the most popular items that you'll find here is enchiladas or tacos. Flautas, it's also the favorite dish of Nana. She was the one that really pushed to have it in the menu. (laughs) (laughs) For the listeners who don't know what a flauta is, do you want to describe it? It's a taco, it's a tortilla with a filling. In this case, it's chicken. And it's deep fried, so it has a crunchy texture. The way we do it is we just serve it with some refried beans and we top it up with some of our hot sauces and sour cream and cheese. It's really, really, really good. Very comfort. And another thing that I noticed different from your restaurant is the, f- the videos that you put. How, how do you, who, who's doing all that? Well, part of composing recipes, how you're going to present it. Because at the end, love comes through the eyes first. El amor entra por los ojos o... The way that you present it is, is really important. Just like you said, like when, when, we, when we do these pictures, people get an interest and in just from, from how it looks. Presentation is it's always nice. It always adds on to, to the whole experience just to, to make sure that it looks aesthetic and, and well presented and clean. As much as we can, we try to, to make the food look as beautiful as it tastes. Uh-huh. If I go to the restaurant, what would I expect? You are always going to be there or Nana is going to be there or who cooks? When we opened the restaurant, we were pretty much 24-7 there. Right now, because we're working on this new project, new restaurant, we're planning to open a Mexican market. So we, we're trying to step out a little bit from the from the restaurant just to make sure that we're ready and make sure that the, the quality is is there even if we're not there and so far it's, it's been working well we we are right now still seven days a week but we're less time than we used to i'm i make sure that i'm i'm there at least all, all the weekends because that's our busiest time but you have taught people to cook as good as what you used to yeah so we work in well in all the recipes and make sure that our staff is well trained that and we have a, a, a staff that has been with us for the last three years. They really know the restaurant sometimes <laughs> better than me. Well, I'm excited that you, well, you had an idea. Yeah, you wanted to go to France, but you wanted to have your own thing. And you had your own thing, but in Vancouver. Yes. Yes, no, Vancouver has been has been great to us. Being where we are, like in the Montpellier area, I, I, I feel really, really lucky to to find that location because it took me almost two years to find the location. The community has been great with us. We're grateful for that. Can you tell us where is your location? Main Street and 12 uh-huh. on the Mont Pleasant area. What is the capacity? So we have a capacity of about 40, 50, 50 people. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. We have a small menu 
but we try to to change or have features every couple of weeks because I, I like to to try always new new recipes. And and so in Mexico, the food is always the same, or does it change depending on the region? Mexico is a very big country, so yeah, every region has a different style of cooking or uh, different ingredients. Every two weeks you you put a specific region or is always kind of from Mexico City, the food? More like a Mexico City kind of street food. But all the specials that we do will be from different regions. Everything that we have, we, we made it in-house. Different dishes from all the different regions, just so people can get to, to experience a little bit of different cities of Mexico. We're on Main Street and 12, 2815 Main Street. We open seven days a week, always fresh from scratch. We put a lot of care in our food and we just want all people to try our food. Rodrigo, thank you so much for accepting this invitation, even if you didn't know that you actually knew me. (laughs) (laughs) I I really like the concept of your podcast. I really thank you for just to to, to let us get the word out there of, of what we do how we got here and I think it's interesting it's just to, to know everybody's stories yes I think that when we know the stories we connect with people more yes ok Rodrigo well, muchísimas gracias Listo, muchas gracias hasta luego this is Daniela Stockflet Menis and you were listening to Because Everyone Has a Story I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you enjoyed all the episodes that I put out if you have Please take five seconds right now and think of somebody in your life that may enjoy what you just heard or somebody that has a story to be shared and preserved. When you think of that person, shoot them a text with the link of the podcast. This will allow me to keep doing what I love even more and take the message further. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Hasta pronto.